Welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucraft, a freelance journalist, blogger and podcaster based in Brighton, and you're listening to Series 4, Episode 2. In this episode, I chat with plus-size travel blogger Kirsty Leanne, who is L to the O-V-E-L-Y. <laughs> I had to think about how to spell that. She's so nice. Um, she talked to me about her journey from starting out as a beauty blogger before transferring into travel. Transferring? Transitioning into travel. In particular, we talked all about the inequality and fatism in travel blogging. FYI, it's not just travel blogging, but that's what we were specifically talking about. And how Kirsty calls out big brands and aims to level the playing fields. She's passionate about building community and, in her words, in a community where plus-size travellers are made to feel unwelcome, I want to inspire and advise people like me on how they can make the most of their own incredible travel experiences. So I really hope you enjoy listening to the episode as much as I liked recording it. A quick reminder to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any new episodes. There'll be an episode a week for the foreseeable um, until the hiatus, which I think won't be until September. It basically won't be until I give birth. (laughs) So you've got a long way to go. And to rate and review it too, if the mood takes you. Starting from next week, I will be sharing my review of the week, so watch out for the very first, which I've already recorded that episode, and hilariously, the review of the week is actually from December last year, because, um, well, I've got about 200 reviews to get through, so... Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoy the new format. Please do let me know either way by tweeting me or dropping me an Instagram DM. I'm at Lucy Lucraft on both. See you next week. So I am Kirsty Leanne. I have been blogging for about, I think it's coming up to five years in June now, which just seems crazy. Um, I first started blogging about beauty, which is, it seems ridiculous to me now when I look back at it, because I am not a beauty blogger. Um, but I just sort of saw bloggers and I was like, oh, they're all blogging about beauty, so that must be what I need to blog about. So um, yeah, I kind of jumped on that bandwagon, found out it wasn't for me. And within, I guess it took about three years, I finally found what my niche is. And it's just grown from that, which is great. So that would probably be a bit of a stumbling block, wouldn't it? I mean, we may as well jump straight into stumbling blocks. Um, Go for it. <laughs> I think struggling to find one's niche is always a little bit hard. And so many of us start out and just blog about what we're reading. We just blog, we just blog what we're seeing. I also, st- well, I started out in travel, but I also jumped on the beauty bandwagon because I was like, hey, I like beauty. Uh, I'm following lots of beauty bloggers and YouTubers. I can do that too, because what else do people write about? <laughs> yeah, it, it's so easy to get carried away with it, isn't it? When you when they're so successful as well, you mm. look at it and you think, this is where you need to start. Yeah. Did you find that hard at the beginning? Just kind mm. of copying what you could see, or not copying in a negative way, but following what you saw as as opposed to being yourself yeah I think so because back when I first started I think blogging was very different and it was less about your personality and about you and it was more about just putting words down on a internet page and people were just like get out all the content no matter how good it is refute every single item that you can like it was a lot different it was more I feel like it was a lot more self-promotion and sharing blog posts rather than the more focused building communities that it is now so it was very different I think yeah 
I started about the same starting point. <laughs> Sorry, go on, go on. I think it was a good starting point for me because it was it was kind of it was I think I threw myself in the deep end going in with beauty. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, I'm glad I've changed now. <laughs> <laughs> so talk Very about bad. when you when you changed and when you were like, okay, beauty's not for me. I'm I'm gonna start blogging about travel and plus size travel of, specifically. Okay, so it was um, kind of like a, a mixed choice. With one, I wanted to stop spending money on makeup and I wanted <laughs> to start putting it into travel because I was like. I don't know why I'm buying another palette that's exactly the same yeah. as the one I already have when <laughs> a flight costs exactly the same amount of money. <laughs> so I was that was kind of what spurred me on. And then, because I had done a lot of travel when I was younger and never written about it, I kind of just thought, this is what I'm passionate about. Why don't I start writing about what I've already done, see how that goes, and then kind of use that to start fueling my future travel. And that's sort of where that came in. And then when I started talking about plus size travel, it was, um, I think I mentioned something, it was very, very small. And I just said how my size had affected me and how it had made such a difference. And people were like, oh my God, this is really good. Thank you so much for like coming out and saying this. I experienced this too. And that's when I sort of clicked that there's not really anyone talking about this kind of stuff and no one's as honest as like you can be about plus size travel and the things that you have to maybe think about beforehand or how you can prepare or what you have to face while you're traveling so I sort of thought this is a perfect opportunity for me to talk about what I know and and I've become so passionate about it that I think it's just like my whole life now (laughs) (laughs) it's just all I think about all I write about all I talk about it's great I love it (laughs) well there's something really magical about starting to blog about when you're kind of blogging persona matches up to yourself not that you're ever pretending to be something different but there is something magical about writing about what you know as opposed to what you think you should be writing about or yeah I I don't know about you but I find that the content comes far easier definitely I I have a million ideas in fact it's actually down to Monica who I know you've had on the podcast before um when I did her blogging course and her retreat at the beginning of January we had to write down 100 blog post ideas and I just went way beyond that (laughs) it just came up with so many so I've just got a book filled with things that I know I'm gonna write and it's just a never-ending topic of conversation funny enough Monica was the person who um recommended you Oh, amazing. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last season, the blogger course sponsored what she said. And uh, when I was chatting to her about, you know, I want to find a blogger, like some someone different, somebody that I haven't had on before, and I need to start looking outside of my own echo chamber, she suggested you. And then I, it was probably about mm, a similar-ish sort of time that you tweeted about press trips and the lack of representation from plus-size travel bloggers um, on press trips I don't know if you want to talk about that and the reaction to it yeah so the first time I tweeted about that um it went absolutely crazy so many people agreed with me and I thought I was going to be tweeting this and people were going to just say oh no you're just saying that because you want to go on press trips and I was (laughs) like please don't think that because that's not what I want I could recommend hundreds of people to brands that I think should be going on press trips before I should so it was more about the fact that I wanted to see people like me going out and doing the same things that other people are doing. And so the first time that I tweeted that, 
everybody was like, yes, I 100% agree. There's no reputation representation here. Um, and it is something that needs to change. And from that, I've kind of built, I've done a lot of studies on it. I've um, created a whole video campaign to go with it. Um, and it's something I'm pushing. I'm really, really pushing for brands to start inviting more plus size people onto press trips because it's, I do think it's not good enough. And you need to be able to show that we have the talent too. We're just as talented as everyone else. And it shouldn't ever be about the look of someone. It should be about the content that they create. This week's blog of the week is Frida Be Mighty, authored by the wonderful Eloise, aka Mighty Mother. Eloise is a mother, writer, feminist, parent educator and peaceful parenting coach. She homeschools her little dreamboat Frida, she's so cute, and shares her journey of peaceful parenting, helping others do the same through her blog, Instagram posts, courses and one-to-one coaching too. Eloise combines her background as an antenatal teacher and birth and postnatal doula with her anthropology degree, um, I think from Cambridge, (laughs) she's so brainy, to read read the books so we don't have to. I love her non-judgmental and value-led approach to everything she does. She offers a complete whole heap of value and she's not afraid to call out her own mistakes or be questioned. Um, She's completely open, generous and undefensive. And I just, I I love her blog. I've also done one of her courses um, and uh, yeah, I can't tell you how much value she offers for um, a really uh, low barrier to entry. Um, yeah, she's great. You can find her blog at freetobemighty.com or you can follow her on Instagram where she is Mighty Mother. And I think for far too long, um, tra- the travel blogging industry particularly for women has relied on women being in their bikinis and mm-hmm. looking a certain way we've all seen yeah. we've all seen those roundups on buzzfeed and typically even if the girl isn't uh, the woman isn't some you know someone who shows lots of bikini pictures they'll always find a, a picture where she is in her bikini which let's yeah. face it when you're traveling to hot places at some point you're going to be in your swimwear um so I th- I think that has long been a problem and I don't I I see it changing a little bit but um yeah I think it takes people like you to push back on the brands and I wonder what does that look like when a brand approaches you do you ask do you have a kind of inclusivity rider as it were um I know a lot of people do where they will say are there anyone else that's plus size coming on the trip um but at the minute I don't purely because I know that there's not going to be and for me to then turn down a trip because there's also not other plus size people would then deter things because I I want to see more plus size people being used and I kind of feel like the more I do it the more other brands will see oh it's okay so as much as I wish I could say I'm not coming unless this this and this there's also whether or not they can find a person whether someone's available and things like that that also also come into play um, but I would, however, definitely, every time I've been on a press trip, I have spoken to the PRs that I've been with and said, like, what's your opinion on this? What do you do? Do you have a process? Do you ever rule out anyone? And I do always just like get to the bottom of what their thoughts are and whether or not they're, and kind of convince them, basically, <laughs> to use more plus-sized people. And I guess that's the way that you're using your privilege in terms of you know being a a white woman um 
I shouldn't assume what you identify as, but actually, (laughs) do you identify as a white woman? Yes. (laughs) So I suppose, yeah, you being a white woman, albeit a plus size, a plus size blogger, um, the way that you're using your privilege is by, uh, is by addressing the issue when you're, when you've been invited to, on the press trip, which I think is, you know, can be really, really powerful. Um, although yes, I, I, I think it's really, really, it's such a conundrum, isn't it? Because it's really, really easy to say, especially if you're not in a position where your kind of work relies on press trips or your content relies on press trips to say, you, you know, you're going to turn down certain things because of your values. Oh, it's a, it's a tricky one. There's got to be nuance and there's got to be gray areas. Yeah, I think there is. And I think in a sense, it, it might work more if it was someone that perhaps wasn't plus size that was saying, I'm not going to do this unless it's inclusive, because I would be the inclusive person, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And that's um, what should be happening, actually. That's exactly yeah. what should be happening. Uh, and I know a lot of people talk about this. I don't know if you know Nerd About Town. She talks a lot about this and she says that um, she will always make sure a press trip or an opportunity or something is inclusive before agreeing to it, which I think is amazing. Um, but sometimes I'm not in the capacity to be able to do that. So, yeah. And actually, you're right. I didn't even address that. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be all on you to be saying, "Hey, include me and everybody else I know." Or, yeah, it, it should be about <laughs> the people who are always included without question. It should be about them. Yeah, having the inclusivity wider. So actually, and it is. Yeah, Sorry. I apologise for that because that was my it's dad. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, and I do think. It is hard because you, for me personally, when I see press trips being announced and when I have a look at all the people that are on them, and I I mean, I don't think everyone looks the same. I don't mean it in that way, but it's a certain type of person for sure. And it's disheartening to me because one, I want to make this my career, but two, I want everyone else to have that opportunity too. And I feel like that's the most important thing when it comes to it because I've done some great things from press trips, but then I feel like my friends, perhaps, or other people that are similar to me have not had the same opportunity. Yeah, it's a, it's a real tricky one. It's really tricky because, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't think either of us have the answers to this, but yeah, it's 100% about the people who hold the most power, yeah. maybe giving up that power sometimes. Um, because yeah. as much as you're saying you you know there are loads of people before you that you would like put but that that's not necessarily what it's about is it like there's no reason why anyone would if you've been invited on a press trip then or even if you're pitching for a press trip there's no reason why you shouldn't get it above everybody else but at the same time the people that already have the power should be they should be giving up that power unfortunately it it doesn't happen even in the most woke of travel bloggers or the people that are the most political on their channels I don't see them giving up power and making sure that it's you know every single different marginalized community is represented because really what it's about for the travel companies is reflecting back to their customer because yeah I, I don't really understand how they expect to sell holidays if they're just I mean what they're selling is an aspiration isn't it but um, yeah they're, they're selling like an Instagram dream really yeah. if you think about it like a lot of these places although admittedly I do plan everything I do via Instagram because who doesn't but like 
I just think they're selling a complete reality that you're going to look like this while you're traveling and you're going to look this amazing when really I know how hard like the fashion bloggers work for example they take eight outfits a day and they're changing constantly and they're doing their hair and their makeup as many times as they can and it's not a reality no matter who it is but for if I if I was there I'd probably change twice if I really wanted to <laughs> um and I, if my hair was a mess my hair would be a mess like I've never <laughs> I I can't solve my hair it's ginger it's frizzy it's not gonna go in place <laughs> so, I yeah. feel your pain <laughs> and I mean I, I know I sometimes wear nice dresses and stuff but 100% comfort comes over anything else <laughs> so yeah it's, it's about whether or not they want that kind of person to represent them and they really should because that is the majority of people yeah yeah but unfortunately it really is proliferating um a certain level of misogyny i think Mm -hmm. because i don't see men being invited on press trips in the same way i definitely (laughs) when i see press trips i definitely don't see one type of man yeah i 100% agree with that and i have been on i'd say maybe half the press trips i've been on have only had one man go perhaps and then the rest have been all women and I didn't realize it until someone actually replied to one of my blog posts and they said it's also men men aren't invited on press trips and I was like oh I mean it hadn't ever occurred to me but I don't see it I really don't see it as often I think there's a level of skewiness though because there are I I think there are um significantly less men certainly working as influencers on Instagram but I wonder if it's the same for travel bloggers. I don't know. There's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the facts. So, but I know that for Instagram influencers, I believe that it's uh, predominantly women. Yeah. yeah. All that could be just be the people that we're following because it's... Well, yes. It's the problem with the echo chamber, isn't it? Yeah. You're in your little bubble, aren't you? So yeah. you never... So can you talk to me a little bit about the... Because you started a plus-size travel Instagram account alongside your own, didn't you? And and that's more of a community. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've always been big on community. I feel like I'm never going to be able to get my message out alone. And I want as much people as I can to share the same message as me and just talk about it the way that I do be as passionate as I am because that's the way it will be heard so I kind of thought if I create this Instagram then it's a great way to share people that are inspiring me um there are a lot of people that do plus size travel and they don't have very many followers and it's the same with me I feel like I don't have very many followers in comparison to a lot of people um so I wanted to share those people that feel like they're never heard or they're never seen so I kind of just built this community along with a Facebook group where we can ask advice and share tips and share our photos where we're all enjoying ourselves so it's become a really nice little small community I really love it do you think and you should also start a podcast is what I was thinking oh I actually am yeah I sent out my invitations last (gasps) night to my first guests oh that's so exciting I know I actually announced that I was gonna start it last July and I kind of didn't so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I am inviting I invited 10 people last night so I've had one response so far I'm really hoping other people get back to me everybody will say yes Oh, I really hope so, because yeah, yeah. I've kind of niched it down as well. So, like, for example, the person who got back to me, she goes to Disney a lot. So I wanted to talk about being plus size at Disney. 
And then I've got someone who goes to cruises. So we're going to talk about being plus size on a cruise. And I really want to get every episode to be really, really niche and a certain topic. So I think that's, yeah, that's amazing. I can't wait to listen to it. Because actually, you know, there's, there are different aspects of being, of traveling when you are plus size that absolutely are not addressed by a campaign full of able-bodied, thin, white people. They're not. Yeah, definitely. And it's even small things that I've even not thought about it before and then I've gotten a trip and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't think about what I'm going to do about this. And and I'm, I'm currently planning for like my biggest trip ever at the moment that I've done. And I am being as organized as I possibly can. And the amount of things that I have had to think about that I know I wouldn't have if I was a smaller size it's ridiculous <laughs> what sort of things if you don't mind talking about it oh no that's fine um so for example I have had to think about how many pairs of bloody cycling shorts I'm gonna have to mm. pack because I obviously I have no I mean I might be able to wash clothes occasionally but not, I don't think I will yeah um so I need to take enough so I don't get chub rub the entire time I'm there <laughs> Oh, the chub rub. I get the chub oh, rub too. Awful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, so I've also packed for that. I've got like an anti-chafing rub-on stick thing. I've got liquid talc because that is amazing. Mm. Um, Top tips. Yeah, it's one of my favourite things. It's so good. Liquid <laughs> talc. Like, yeah, and it's 84p for 150 mils in Asda, so it's really good. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Probably <laughs> not ethical. So I probably um, won't be able to oh, buy let it. Let me have a look. I've got it in front of me because I'm packing. So. <laughs> <laughs> let me have a look. Oh, I don't know where it where would it say that on here. Where's it manufactured? Is it Asda Zone? It says it's not been tested on animals. Um, produced in the UK, it's Asda Zone. Yeah. Yeah, that do. <laughs> to be honest, I think sometimes uh, you have to pick your battles, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and there's things like I have a lot of pain in my knees when I travel because obviously I'm putting a lot of pressure onto my knee when I walk. So I've got deep freeze with me. I've got every single kind of pain relief, anti-inflammatories. Um, I've had to think really in detail about the tent, which has been my biggest worry actually about the whole thing because we're camping track America. So um, I was for one, I was worried whether I'd fit and whether I'd make the person next to me feel uncomfortable because I'm obviously bigger. And then I was like, what if I'm not, there's no sleeping bag for my size? Or what if I'm too big for the little mat that you put underneath? And what if I struggle getting in and out of the tent because my knees aren't great? So it was just so many different things. Just with the tent, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, And these are things that so many people will probably think and not necessarily say. And I think especially for... Um, like you said, Disneyland or cruises or any kind of organised tour where the average, which let's face it, averages tend to be smaller than they need to be, um, are catered for and nobody outside of those are catered for. I think that can actually be, that can, I'm sure that puts a lot of people off travelling. Definitely. And I, I've actually, I know everyone on my group now that's going beforehand because we've got a little um, Facebook group. We've all found each other. So I know who's on my tour, but I know that I'm the biggest person. And I just, as much as 
I have to say the things that will make me more comfortable. I don't want to be that person that like that is like, oh, but can I have this seat because it might be a little bit more comfortable for me? Or can I, perhaps if there's a spare tent, could I be the person that's on my own? And like, I don't want to be that person that everything has to have something because of my weight. But then if I don't speak up, I'll be uncomfortable and I won't be happy. So it's, even that's worrying me. I'm so anxious about having to say anything. I just, sometimes I just, don't say a thing and I just keep myself quiet (laughs) that's a level of emotional labor as well that you should that that is a privilege if you don't have to if you don't have to think about those things but also that yeah you don't necessarily have to say them you can you can just be quiet because it's it's not about so are you working on this Trek America um kind of of both yeah a little bit of both I'm taking over their Instagram account so Mm. um it's kind of work but not not like I don't have any strict guidelines or anything so then I mean I I would say like from my point of view I'd be like well you know you're working you've got to be comfortable haven't you like you should never feel bad about asking for asking for what you need but I can totally understand why you feel that everybody would feel the same way probably because we've been made to feel like that or people have made to be not white men obviously but (laughs) wow And I mean, I've been in that situation before as well. And one of my most recent experiences that I've had, and it's put me off hostels for the rest of my life, which is annoying because I don't have the luxury to travel expensively at all. Um, But I contacted a hostel beforehand because I was really anxious about going and I was arriving at 11 o'clock at night. So I contacted them and I said, look, I have really bad knees and I I don't know how easy it's going to be for me to climb up to the top bunk, especially in the dark, because I don't want to wake anyone up. So can you reserve a bottom bunk for me? And they were like, yeah, that's absolutely fine. We'll reserve one for you. We'll put your name by it and just like sort that out. I got there and they hadn't reserved it for me. And they kind of just said, well, we don't do that. So whoever told you that was wrong. And um, obviously then I kind of thought, well, I can't walk into a room of people that are half asleep asleep or just like that have already taken their beds and be like, can someone swap with me? So I tried to get onto this bed at the top and it was just the worst experience of my life (laughs) I I wouldn't stay in a hostel I wouldn't stay in a hostel again I don't think that's awful that's just something well I certainly would never have thought about yeah but many people will it's I I posted it on Instagram when it happened it was um the night before I did the blogger retreat with Monica I stayed in the hostel um and I posted it on the next day and the amount of people that said that they relate to that and that they've had similar experiences or that they wouldn't book a hostel purely because they don't want to not be able to get a bottom bunk it just made me think that there's so many people out there that need people to talk about these issues no matter how small they might be they need someone that's saying this does happen it is okay like there is someone also experiencing this and I do get a lot of messages from people that say that that I've really helped them and I'll always say if there's ever any time you need to talk about anything if anything happens while you're traveling whether it's three o'clock in the morning message me I'll always get back to you and offer as much advice as I can or even just be someone to listen to you talk about it I'll always talk to everyone that's going through the same as me really. I think that goes back to what you what you said when you were talking about building a community um is that you're seeing people and there's something really powerful about being seen isn't there yeah when you feel that you're not represented in the wider community when you feel seen by one person it's oh it's so magical it's so magical definitely and it's 
the messages that I get are so heartwarming. I mean, I've had a couple over the last few days where they've seen the video that I created and they've said, this has made me go and book a flight. It's made me see that people like me do travel and they are having an amazing time and that I shouldn't be worrying. I've booked my holiday, thank you. And like, for, just to get a message like that, even if it was just one person that had told me, I think it would make everything I've ever done worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that that's probably been a bit of a, a game changer for you with your blog, is niching down and finding that community? Absolutely. The everything changed as soon as I I started saying that this is what I'm talking about and um it does again as I'm going to keep mentioning Monica she's going to love this <laughs> um, it goes back to where she says you say you're an expert in something and you, you kind of do become that expert in something and since I've done that people have recommended me for things I've had great opportunities and I've built people that have specifically come to me for that one thing and I feel like it's just it's changed everything. It has been a massive game changer for me. What would your advice be to other bloggers? Like, what would you, what would you like to say to Kirsty starting out five years ago? That's a really hard thing. <laughs> stop I buying wanna... palettes. <laughs> yeah, stop buying makeup and spending money on flights. <laughs> um, I think I would say, just don't worry about what everyone else around you is doing and don't try to be like everyone else there's there is going to be something that you're passionate about and no matter if no one hears you for the first few years keep going because you will be a voice for that thing if that makes any sense yeah that's really good advice because actually it does take longer than people think it does yeah definitely and it's been like five years similar for you where I've been on and off talking about so many different things just because I thought it's what people wanted to hear and it's it's not <laughs> they just there's, there's no way to have any of your personality reflected in something that you're not passionate about it's a good tip it's a really <laughs> good tip that was a bit of a like boom mic drop <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna leave it there now <laughs> <laughs> that does feel like a good place to end it so but yeah anyone who wants to find you online which they're going to be lots there's links in the show notes but do you want to just um fill everyone in where can they find you online i am kirsty leanne uk on instagram and twitter i'm kirstyleanne.com for my blog and if you want to join the facebook group um for plus size travel too it is um i think it's just if you just type plus size travel too and it should come up because i don't know the exact url because facebook are weird um they add a little bit in the middle, don't they? So I'm not sure what that is. Um, and also the Instagram for the Plus Size Travel account is um, Plus Size Travel too as well. Perfect. I'll link it all in the show notes as well. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for being part of the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been great to chat. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoy it. You can get in touch with me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at Lucy Lucroft. I'd love you to leave a review for the show if you have time. All of the information that we chatted about in this episode is in the show notes. You can find everything at lucylucroft.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.